If you're a visitor, I need you to know that I love the book of Proverbs, so before we get started in getting into the Word of God, I always like to give you a proverb. So I chose one today out of uh, chapter 18, because today's the 18th, right? Is today the 18th? Okay, good. Just check. I chose verse 24. One who keeps on loving sticks closer than a brother. That's interesting. Sticks closer than a brother. Today is Vision Sunday at Crossroads Church, and um, in a few minutes, department leaders are all going to share vision. They're going to share with you what they believe the Lord has put on their hearts about their different ministries. And um, after the service ends, there's going to be a time where you'll have the opportunity to meet them because we've set up the normal place where we have cookies and coffee after church is going to be, it's full of tables, and there's better stuff than cookies and coffee. I saw some jerky in there, and I saw some candy bars, some Skittles, and chocolate bars, and so forth. I think there's all kinds of bribes to get you to come and visit them. Are you up for a cookie, maybe after church? Anyway, so I want to mention that to you now. Um, how, you know, I, I'm thinking about this morning about the way um, guys view things versus the way ladies view things, and even kids. Guys, um, we can kind of tend to see things through, um, like, conflict, like battle. We talk about battles, or sometimes we want to put things into the context of games, right? You know, we sports context. We talk about battles that we face, and um, ladies, I don't know what terms you use. You talk about, you know, a problem, or I don't know, because I just don't think that way. So, sorry, I don't have a great word for you ladies, but I think it's possible that many of us walked in today and there is some sort of challenge, some sort of conflict, some sort of problem or battle that's going on in our lives. And sometimes that can feel like it's closing in on you from every side. And the Lord loves you and the Lord loves us. And there are times when we need to hear from God something living and encouraging and, uh, and supernatural more than just platonic, but something that we know that the, the, the creator of the heavens and the earth has breathed into existence because he loves us. And um, uh, so I'm going to tell you, about, just go through a short story in the Old Testament, and then I'm going to get um, these other leaders up here in front of you. There, This is a, a story from Second Chronicles. And um, the southern kingdom of Judah at this point is, um, they're in trouble because they are completely surrounded by enemies on every side. And it does not look good for them. Uh, when they did warfare there, it was terrible. It was hard. And so the guy, a guy named Jehoshaphat is, is in charge. Now, just so that you know who Je- Jehoshaphat is, he's this king in a succession of kings. He's also in the direct lineage uh, between Abraham and Jesus. Okay, so there were 42 generations from Abraham, bang, 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 count them out. We can name them, we can actually name them all the way to Jesus, and Jehoshaphat is in that category. And um, he sees his problem, and he says, God, we need help. That's the context for what's starting, for what's going on here. And we're going to pick up in, uh, in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, starting in verse 15. And um, the Lord speaks to the children of Judah, this, the, the, the children of Israel, this, this, the, Judah, the, the kingdom of Judah, through a prophet named Jehaziel. And here, here we go, verse 15. Thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours. But God's, that sounds really good to me. Sound good to you? Are there times you go, you know, I, I know I could get up for this and go deal with this and face it, but it, but it sounds really good if God says, I'm going to own this. It's like God says, Terry, step back. I've got this. 
and the Lord steps in front. Or fill in your name, and the Lord does that. And he says, settle down, because this is my battle. I've got this. Sounds really good. Verse 17, then he goes on and he says, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. For the Lord is with you. And I could tell you that. The Lord says those words today. And I think some of you need to hear that and know that the Lord is ministering to you that way. So we pick up, and in second, so verse 20, the army got up early the next morning and headed out into the wilderness of Tico. So they're, they're ready to go to war because that's what they're prepared to do. They haven't heard about this yet. And Jehosh- Jehoshaphat stands up in front of the army and he says, listen to me, you inhabitants of Judah and Jerusalem. He said, and now the next part of this is a scriptural passage that I used on the very first Sunday that I came to be the pastor here. And I've got a little plaque up here on my pulpit. You don't get to see it, but I look at it every time I preach. And it says this. Have faith in the Lord your God and you'll be established. I love that. Have faith in the, his prophets and you'll succeed. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you'll be established. Have faith in the prophets, and you'll succeed. And, and so when I came to pastor here at Crossroads, I had people who said, you know, who had, who had our denomination, they appoint pastors, you know. So um, they, they said, hey, Terry, we feel like you and Lisa should go pastor this church. And um, they're saying, we feel it's the Lord's will. And I'm thinking, well, that's really good that you feel it's the Lord's will. I trust you and I've submitted to you. I've got to find out if it's the Lord's will for me. And so, um, not because I'm rebellious, but because it's a big undertaking. It's important to you, to me, you know, to the kingdom that um, if I'm going to come and lead here, I've got to know the Lord has asked that. I, can't, I just don't want to go lead somewhere. Just the, doesn't work for you, doesn't work for me, doesn't work for God, you know. So um, Lisa and I came down here and we were saying, okay, how will we know, how will we know if the Lord is calling us there? Other than a warm and fuzzy feeling, or we like it, or whatever. Do we like the carpet? Yeah, God wants us there because the carpet's the right, no. I mean, how will we know? And we talked this through and we said, okay, there will be two things that the Lord will do that will show us where to come and lead at Crossroads Church. This is a little over six years ago, six and a half years ago, maybe by now. And um, we said two things. The Lord would put into our hearts a supernatural love for the people in this church and this community. I mean, we knew of the church. We knew where Rochester... I, had, I owned a map and everything, okay? <laughs> but I hadn't spent much time here. I was ministering in a different universe that kept me so busy. I just didn't get out much, Right? And so a supernatural love. And then the second thing, the Lord would give us vision. He would speak to us and say, here's what can be. Here's how I want you to lead. Here's, here's what it will be like. We, we thought if, we, if those two things happen, it's God. And I can tell you, we walked this ground one Saturday. And um, we spent more than just this one time. But we walked this ground on one day on a Saturday. And no one was around. It happened to be the church picnic. And it was in Tenino. So the place was deserted, which was really good for us. Because we could walk... Just completely transparent before God, you know, we were crying because we were leaving all of our friends and didn't know what we were doing, and we were crying because the Holy Spirit was speaking to us, and it was just emotional. And, and in those moments, I'm just telling you, the Lord put into our hearts those two things, a supernatural love and vision, both. And those things, by the way, still 
churn in, there, in us. It's not like um, there's anything that's waned there at all. And, and, and so um, I, one of the things, the Lord, I want to tell you how the Lord spoke to me about leading because I have some experience as a pastor and, and, and I know how to lead an organization and get stuff going and do those kinds of things. Um, but the Lord said to me, that is not what I want you to do when you come to this place. I don't want you to be an entrepreneurial kind of leader. Because of experience, you do a bunch of programs and you know how to make things happen. You go, I don't want you to do that. And I don't want you to lead because people say, we've got to have this ministry or we've got to have that ministry. I will plant vision into the hearts of people. And that's how you lead. Okay, God. And I know that the Lord spoke to me. And he said, here is your role in this church. Here's my priorities. And this is the Lord's mission to tarry. He said, number one, you are to teach my word above Everything else, before anything else, you teach my word. Second thing, I'm supposed to apprehend vision. Listen to me, Terry. Listen to me, and I'll speak to you about where this flock needs to go. I mean, there's nothing special about me. This is just the Lord's instructions to one of his kids, okay? Right? Just like he says to you. But he's, he's, he's chosen to say, Terry, go lead here. But I will give you vision. You need to listen to me. And the third thing is then your role will be to equip and release leaders, the ones I've been speaking to about vision. And I, got, I get all that. I, I, I'm, I'm on board, Lord. And so that's kind of how we've approached ministry. And frankly, there have been people who have come to me and they've said, we've got to do this ministry and you need to do it. And I'm thinking, no, that's not what the Lord spoke to me. I was nice about it. And they've gone to a different church somewhere because they needed to have that ministry to be involved in. And I don't have any trouble with ministry. My first thought is when somebody comes to me like that, the Lord's speaking to them vision. And I've got to figure out how to equip them. It's a good thing. And I love it when people come to me. So come to me with your vision, okay? I'll help you get there. Anyway, so um, as the Lord was speaking to me about this church, what we are supposed to be, I've shared this with you before um, about our core values, that there are a couple of things that we'll start with two things that just are absolutely no compromise to. One is we're going to honor the word of God and we are going to worship God. He is the only one deserving of our adoration and praise. That's why we never present anyone up here. We never present any individual. We always pre- present the name of Christ. We, we present God, and we will worship there. And then, and then the other things that we're going to do as a church is that we're going to value every person. Every person. They, there is no person that is more special in God's kingdom than someone else. Every one of you are the number one person on God's list. I don't know how that works, but it works. If you're a parent, you have some ideas, right? Because you can have more than one child, and they all are your number one favorites. Right. <laughs> Rachel, you're my number one favorite. Joseph, wherever he is. You write that. <laughs> Ushers. <laughs> and my third son... Um, Jason is in the back, and then I've got another son who's in Japan and another daughter who's in Japan. They're all my number one. They're all my number ones, and, and God does this. We value every person. We value families here, and the family is, is a family of one or a family of a grandparent raising a grandchild or a, a, a single parent raising their children or a couple and 2.3 kids and an English sheepdog in a station. We value families here. There's not a definition of a family that, um, that, that we would... And then the last thing is that we value relationship. We're going to do what we can to encourage and promote you getting into relationship, and you'll get opportunities to do that here. So back to Jehoshaphat, verse 21. 
Jehoshaphat appointed some choir members to sing to the Lord and to praise him in sacred splendor. As they marched out in front of the armed forces, they kept saying, give thanks to the Lord because his gracious love is eternal. And here's what happened. These guys, um, these enemies that were surrounding them, several nations turned on each other. They literally turned on each other and killed each other until the last soldier was dead. It says all of them, verse 24, no one escaped. And So then Judah goes out to collect the plunder. That's the way it worked. We get the goodies left over. And it took them three days to collect the plunder. And scripture says that they couldn't even carry it all away. And verse 27 and 28 mentions things like joy and rejoicing. So they had a deal. And and, and so this prophetic word that the Lord spoke to me before I first came here, um, 2 Chronicles 20.20, it still holds for me today. And uh, I'm going to just gonna spend one minute on it, and we're going to move on and um, get these other people uh, up here. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you'll be established. That word faith, aman, um, is the word. It literally means for you to nurse or to parent or to build up. Okay, so you're supposed to build up your trust in the Lord, and you will be established. Same word, aman. When you build up faith, when you nurture, when you nurse trust in God, you will be built up. You will be nurtured. Do you catch that? If you, want to have, if you want to be more built up as a person, build your trust in God. That's what that scripture says. Have faith in his prophets. That word there is nabi, and it can mean a prophet like you would think of a traditional Old Testament kind of prophet, or it can mean an inspired person. It includes someone who's going to stand in front of you in a couple of minutes and say, the Lord has spoken to me about this, about how we're supposed to lead our children. Or the Lord has spoken to me about this, about the men. Nabi, same, same word. Have faith in his prophets and you'll succeed. And that word succeed means profitable. Do well, be happy. And I think God wants every one of us to go there and to succeed. So um, that, that takes us to our ministry leaders. And um, they, these people have heard from the Lord about the ministries that they lead. And I hope that you'll have an open heart to hear their passions. And so they're each going to take like two minutes. So um, there's a lot of them, and we'll keep things moving here. It'll be kind of quick fire. So stay, stay with us, and, and we'll do that. So I'm going to include, invite the first people up. Go ahead. Nobody could ever, oh, hello, thank you. (laughs) Okay, I guess I probably need one of these, and I am a person who talks with my hands, so if I go like this, I'm sorry. (laughs) So um, my ministry that I've felt called to do is something near and dear to my heart um, because I love making people feel welcome. And my ministry is hospitality. That's where God called me to serve um, our church. And so just a little bit about hospitality. I was thinking this morning about the people who I often see in the cookie room enjoying the cookies and the coffee and the tea. And for sure, I can always count on Barb being there. Barb is always there with her group of friends sitting after church, connecting with one another, catching up about what's gone on during the week, and just enjoying time to fellowship here at church and maybe reflect on what the message was. Maybe not. Maybe it's just sitting there and having a good time. But it's wonderful to have a place, our church to have a place, where after service we can go sit down and have some cookies, have some coffee, have some tea, have some hot chocolate. 
the kids are running around with their hot chocolate. We see lots of spills. Not calling any names, but the Emily Knight gang. Ooh, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Those kids, yeah, um, <laughs> are awesome. And I love Gabe. He always wants to help me. So he has got a heart of hospitality. Um, but it's a good thing to have the space for sharing time together. So the good news for you guys, any of you out there who are like me and like to make people feel welcome, you don't need to be a baker because we supply the cookies. You don't need to bring anything. You do not need to spend your own money. The church provides everything we need for you to set up service in there. And it's just a, uh, your job is just to come. Sorry about the microphone. Your job is just to come in and set everything up so that when people are done after church, they have a space to sit and enjoy each other's company. Um, it's a it's a great place just to spend some time. So I'm going to try to do this one-handed. So if you, if any of you out there are friendly, okay, if any of you out here love to bless other people, okay, all right, if any of you out here have got a servant's heart, oh, yeah, if any of you got a cheerful attitude, kind of like me, okay, <laughs> all right, and any of you like me big time, like to eat, okay, all right, you need to come see me at my table in the hospita- in the room, in the cookie room, hospitality, got a big bunch of cookies, you'll see my pumpkin there, the kids are all excited about the pumpkin, but come see me for hospitality, okay? All right. Come on up, partner. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thanks for the applause. <laughs> Morning. So this is Lori McDonald, and Lori and I, we realized right away that we liked each other. Uh, we worked, to, <laughs> we're kind we of play. alike. Um, yeah, we're the party girls. We are the party girls, and so in a good way. Yes. Um, so we just, we were sitting next. <laughs> well, we should say this, we like to have fun. Yeah, we do. Put it that way. Yeah, right. party, party. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we were at the staff meeting the other night, we were sitting next to each other, and we were talking about hospitality and blah, 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 and I looked over at Lori, she made a comment to me and I looked at Lori and we both at the same time said oh my gosh we have another ministry yeah and so you know what are we going to name it what are we going to call it we're going to call it event planning yeah any people like event planning oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. well I'm going to tell you about some fun events that you have no idea about we have coming up next year we're going to do a summer barbecue the church used to do that every year and we're going to bring that back but we need people to help us. Um, we're going to have a Valentine's Day dinner. Lori had this fantastic idea. It's not just for couples. It's for everybody who loves. So if you all love, it's for you. Yeah. Um, the Women's Spring Event. Mm-hmm. Okay, we had a fashion show this year. was the bomb. Okay, I'm just saying it was awesome. And then the Fall Festival, which we are going to bring for the first time to this church, and it's going to include the community. We're going to be bringing people in to the church. We haven't talked to the staff about it yet, but we have a vision. And you said you equip us. Now you You said you'd equip us, so we're just saying. (laughs) Now you know. Okay. So... So what we do in event planning is we believe, just like the core values of the church, that we need to create opportunities for people to worship and fellowship together and have fun. And, for example, Lori's group, um, why don't you share about that real quick, about the Vacation Bible School hot dog? Yeah, last year, uh, Crossroads of Life, or actually this year, Crossroads of Life um, provided the hot dogs and did the prepping and cooking and everything for after VBS, after Mm -hmm. Vacation Bible School. So we thought... Why are we just doing this? Let's do a, let's do a church picnic. 
Yeah, so. and, and let's also provide a, a um, ministry that allows us to then work with other ministries here at the church and help them. So we want to help other ministries be able to put on their functions. Angie's so excited. And <laughs> so, yes. And hospitality makes people feel welcome. We're going to couple hospitality with event planning because it goes together. It creates opportunities for people to honor God and to share about him. Mm-hmm. And it also provides opportunities to value individuals, connect them, and thereby bringing them to crossroads. So again, got some I more need for to you. use those. When okay, I'm you can you can have it. All right. <laughs> if you have a cheerful attitude, you're going to see some of the same. But don't give up. There's more new ones. Servant's heart. Okay. If you love to bless other people. If you're friendly, hold on. Friendly's coming. We need some people who are organized. Okay, so we need some of you folks that know how to do things like that. If you are creative, you have a creative brain, we could use you. If you're simply a kind of person that wants to be a little worker bee, come see us. We got worker bee issues. And we need, most of all, everybody in our group to be a team player. Come see us at the event planning table. It's also at the hospitality table, and we will get you signed up. Thank you so much. Thank you, Denise. Well, I'm going to speak to you on a new ministry that um, has been created. And it's something that was, um, I think, birthed out of a need that I saw in our, um, in our uh, own body. And I thought, okay, God, what are you wanting here? What, do, what should we do? What do I need to do? And so I, I spent a lot of time in prayer about it, and I asked my husband, this is what, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think we should call it? Because uh, we want to be able to meet the needs of the community and the needs of our own body. And he actually came up with the idea of Caring Hearts. And so Caring Hearts is the new ministry um, that we now have, and it's um, Caring Hearts Ministry demonstrates the love of God by doing the work of God with a willing heart, especially for uh, caring for the needs of others, inspiring us to work together to make our community a better place. And that's one of my hopes, really. Right now we're kind of just within our own uh, body that we're serving, but I'd like to see us reach out into the community in some, some manner. So we will see how that how that transpires. Um, it's a resource for those who need, with needs in our body and the community. It gives us the opportunity to connect with people, to serve people, and to bless and touch people's lives. And not only do you bless people, but you're blessed also in serving. That's it. Good morning. Good morning. Um, when we came to the church about a year and a half ago, we um, joined Don and Lori with the Crossroads of Life 50 Plus. It was a really fun group. I think the first couple of times we joined them, it was like, wow, this is really cool. Um, Crossroads of Life Ministries provides fellowship, activities, and opportunity to build relationships within the church body and the community. And we always have food. (laughs) This is a place for people who are 50 plus who want to become involved 
with the body of believers. Yesterday we had a potluck. It's typically potluck. And we watched the movie God's Not Dead 2. Next month we are going to be doing um, a potluck and probably Yahtzee or Uno or whatever. So we have our table in there and come see us and have lots of fun with the 50-plus group. And you really don't have to be 50-plus to come. So thank you. Yeah, we'll take 45. thank you i just figured every once in a while we should interject some cowboy wisdom is that right because i was in wyoming okay so all right here's one always take a good look at what you're about to eat it's not so important to know what it is as it is to know what it was Number two, live a good, honorable life. Then when you get older and you think back, you'll enjoy it a second time. And number three, from personal experience, you can't tell how good a man is or a watermelon until it gets thumped. (laughs) I'm Carolyn Hockey with the prayer ministry. And Tom and Mary and I are going to share about prayer. So our vision statement is, have continual fellowship with the author and finisher of our faith for relationship with him, for receiving from him, and for reaching out to others. And the verse that we have for that is 1 Thessalonians 5.17 that says, pray continually. So simply put, prayer is conversation with God. And pray continually is not the picture of God behind us pushing us. Pray more, pray more, pray more, pray more. Our Heavenly Father stands in front of us. The Word says that He bends down. He inclines His ear. He's reaching out. He's inviting us. Come and tell me every little thing. That's the God we serve. So we want to encourage all of you, if you haven't started yet, to have daily face time with our Heavenly Father. Would you expect to receive a gift from a stranger? God doesn't want to give gifts to strangers. He wants to give good gifts to his children. And Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Matthew. Oops. (laughs) Matthew 28, 19, Jesus commissioned or authorized his children to go into all the world and share Jesus. Now, here at Crossroads, our prayer group consists of ages from 9 to 90. And these people diligently have conversation with God on the behalf of others. You know, the only thing prayer is is conversation with someone who loves you and cares about each of you individually so everyone here everyone has a calling on their life so if if you're feeling stirred about prayer if you ever have come and see us we have brochures if you want to know more about prayer we even have some prayer true and false questions that you might want to figure out kind of helps you figure out what you really think about prayer. So come and talk to us because there's different ways that you can get involved with prayer ministry.
Lastly, I want to say every Sunday, the prayer team is called, somebody from the prayer team is called up front to pray for the many, many needs that we know are in this room. Please come up. Please come and get prayed. Don't ignore it. Don't let the enemy say, yeah, they're too busy or, yeah, my needs aren't important enough. Come forward because our prayer team is equipped and eager to march with you to the throne of God and lift up your petition for all the things that you need. So come and see us. Pick up a little prayer notebook that we have, and I have cookies as well, so you guys are going to have a really cookied-out day today. So thank you. Wow. That was well done. Thank you. I'm going to use some of my time to plug the prayer ministry because the prayer team prays over worship. They pray over service. They pray over me. And I just want to say thank you to the prayer team. Continue on. Way to go. Um, My name is Eric. I'm the worship pastor here. And um, I kind of already gave you the statement that the Lord gave me at the beginning of service. We can put it up now. And this is it. It says, when we choose to worship... We position ourselves to be consumed by the presence of God. What does being consumed by the presence of God mean? It means the things of this world pass away. They burn up. Our faith is, is, is built. The enemy scatters. Healing comes. And that's what we get to do. That's what we get to be a part of here on the worship team. And there's more than just being up here on stage. We have um, the tech guys in the back, the sound, and overheads. And so what I want you to know is, well, here, let me put this up, this next scripture. Would you put up the scripture for me? There it is. It says, shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. That means it looks good on you. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. Make melody to him with the harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. And so if I'm up here shouting, getting crazy, you know what this is about, right? But I want you to know you don't have to play the lyre, and you don't have to, pr- to play the harp of ten strings in order to be a part of this ministry. And I think the video that we're going to show will explain more of that. It's dramatic We're not going to make it We'll never see the light again I just realized I can join the worship team. (laughs) And there's a guy back there that's going to fix the sermons from now on. Okay, this next bit of cowboy wisdom is for you um, pet lovers. 
Jeez. I don't think it's really fair to make us follow that. <laughs> well, good morning. My name is Ike, and this is my bride, Stephanie, and we head up the uh, family ministry here at Crossroads. Um, our heart for this ministry is draw, um, draw us together as um, husbands and wives and fathers and mothers and as family as a core. So uh, we're quickly learning how, uh, how fast the seizing of raising our children is going and um, trying to shape them into round, well-rounded, godly, confident children. So uh, while we're doing that, we can't forget that the two of the people here that started this journey and... Um, we just want to encourage and be encouraged by other families that are in the trenches with us today in this season of life. And uh, we know that God is, can uh, lift us up. Life can beat us down. And um, we know as we, together we can make um, that abundant life that Jesus has called us for. So, um, so if you are interested in serving with us or maybe you just want to be part of the ministry or you just think you have a family you want to draw, get, draw closer together, come see us in the cookie room. And we have cookies. <laughs> when we first started this journey, our vision was really clear. We really wanted to encourage each other to reach out and grab the moments that God has really given us. And to enjoy this season of life to the fullest and by focusing more on our spouse and spending time with our children. And we recognize it's easier said than done sometimes. And life really gets in the way. Uh, And we can tell ourselves that we're doing it all for them, but really they just want us to sit down and color with them. Um, So we all have our stories, we all have our struggles, uh, and we just really look forward to meeting you, hearing your ideas, um, and working together to strengthen the families in this room and in this community. So thank you. Good morning. Uh, so my name's Aaron, and this is my wife, Beth. Um, we are the youth program uh, directors of Crossroads Youth, uh, which is our middle school and high school ministry here at Crossroads. So I was saved at the age of 16 because I had a friend who was brave enough to invite me to youth group. I was petrified to go. I was terrified. But I'm so glad I did because it completely changed the course of my entire life. Youth group is a place for students to find friends that are like-minded. It's a place for them to worship the Lord, to grow, to fellowship. Um, You know, it's our hope is that through all of this, we would ignite a fire in them that would inspire them to maybe ask that friend to come to youth group with them. And we also know that 65% of Christians are saved before the age of 18, um, and the Bible calls us in James one twenty two uh, to be doers of the word and not just hearers of it. Um, and I believe that if we want to see change in our community, uh, that it really starts in the hearts of our young people. And for us as a congregation, it starts with the investment that we choose to put into our young people. Um, we want to see revival hit our schools here in Rochester and Centralia. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that that doesn't happen overnight. Um, But we believe that as we are intentional with the relationships that we have uh, with our young people, Mm -hmm. um, that lives can be changed and our community can be changed. Um, And we know that God is on the move here in Rochester, and 
we're expectant for what's to come. Um, so please come visit us uh, out in the cookie room. It sounds like by the end of the day, we're all going to be fat and happy. Yep. Um, so, we got lots of candy. Uh, if you guys really have it on your heart to, uh, to impact students' lives, you're going to make a difference in their life forever. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you. I'm in children's ministry, and I have an object lesson for you, but this is for later. (laughs) Um, The word belonging is on the screen because when I was thinking about and praying about what is it that we need, um, what do our children need, right? They can memorize the books of the Bible. They can learn Bible stories, but what they need is a sense of belonging. And I knew I was going to do this. I'm going to (laughs) cry. Like, I just, I was raised in church. I knew the Lord since I was five. And the value of knowing that I have a place where my friends are Christians and where I can be encouraged in my faith, where I have a a place to connect with God and my faith was my own, that was so important to me and impactful to me in my life. And that is why I serve. I've told you I don't even like children, (laughs) but but I am compelled to serve the Lord. Um, You don't have to like children in order to reach children, right? So, um, <laughs> so from um, from the time that you've, they're, they're babies and in the in the nursery, um, adults and even young kids can be uh, holding them and. Uh, loving on them, caring for them, and then they grow up into the older classes where we have preschool and, um, and younger elementary and older elementary s- school, they need to know that they belong to Jesus and that they belong to us. And they do from, like, tiny, tiny, tiny. In fact, hospitality story, <laughs> um, Taylor, my youngest, was in the nursery, and one time we were leaving church one time, and, and she couldn't even talk, but she was, she was fussing and pointing towards the cookie room because she wanted a cookie, and we had to leave. Um, so, you know, our church welcomes our kids. We love our kids from this place, but we, we need people who will love them in that place and not just on Sunday mornings. Um, also, Pinterest is wonderful for dreamers, but that doesn't mean I, I can drill things by myself. So you don't have to like kids in order to serve in children's ministry. The gifts that God has given you for building things, for organizing things, for telling stories, um, God will use that. And if he's stirring something in your heart, come see me. We're going to have a meeting October 16th um, so that you'll be able to learn more about the different roles that you can play. Um, the one last thing is when I was... Uh, thinking about what it is that uh, I learned about myself as a, a kid um, in from the Lord, I learned that I'm a princess. I learned that I am a sheep, <laughs> and I'm thinking, what do I tell? What do we want to tell our kids? And the Lord brought me to this scripture, um, Psalms one twenty seven. I think it's really good for parenting. But for us, um, Psalm 127.3, children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. 
like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in, one, born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. You guys, we have a quiver full of arrows. This is a toy arrow that needs to be straightened out. In that building and in, in that classroom with the babies, this is a weapon. And God is the archer. We just have to hold the bow. Morning. My name's Seth. I'm part of the pastoral team here at Crossroads, and uh, we're going to beginning. We're going to be beginning a new ministry starting next Saturday. And so I brought with me uh, Henry Hansen up here. This is a guy that I've come to respect and know over the last year, two years, who blows my socks off every time we get together. I love getting together with this guy. But he's got some, some a good story. He just wanted to come up and share with you guys. I've asked him to come and share about this ministry we're going to be beginning for our men of our church. Henry? Thank you, Seth. Before I talk about the men's ministry, it's fitting that Angie was just up here because about a year and a half ago, I started teaching the fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. And talk about getting blessed. You know, I do nothing but love them. I'm not very good with the Bible. I don't know it, but I can read it. But my heart is just to love the kids, and it's been such a huge blessing to me. So now we <laughs> get to talk about another ministry, the men's ministry, which, when is the next meeting? Thank you, Isaac. <laughs> next Saturday, you guys, 8 o'clock, we're going to have a breakfast. And then the awesome thing is, Seth is going to be preaching the Word. So we're going to get good food, we're going to get Seth preaching, and we're going to have some fellowship. And this has been on my heart. This, this ministry has been a while in coming. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think I came to Terry about a year, a little over a year ago. And, and he kind of said what he said earlier. He said, hey, if this is your heart, you know, let's go with it. But let me think about it for a while. So I got this huge test in patience. <laughs> and we waited and we waited and we waited. And so my heart is really to encourage us as men I don't know about you, but when, when things happen to me, I withdraw. And I got a hunch one or two other guys out there might do the same thing. So we need to come together to really uplift each other, encourage each other, and support each other, and teach us how to be godly men. Because when we grow as people, obviously our marriages are going to grow this church is going to grow, and the impact that we make to the community and to everyone is going to be better. And as has already been said, it's kind of amazing how many different groups we have here and all the awesome things that we're doing. But there's so much more for us to do. And a long time ago, April 1st, I was, I was studying this morning because Terry and, and, uh, and Seth always have something written out. I do this for work. I never write things out. I, do, I just go by the seat of my pants. And I thought, I better, re- I better write something. And I realized on April 1st, 1986, I quit gambling. But I have a lot, and I have carried ungodly beliefs around money, which have hurt me since 1986. 
And it's not only hurt me, but it's hurt my wife and my family because of that. And so that's why my passion is for this group. And I am so excited to see it took a long time to birth it, which means the Holy Spirit has been on fire. And there's going to be so many incredible blessings that come from this. I strongly believe that. And I know we have lots of people that are helping. The food is going to be outrageous. Matt, Adam, Wayne, Tom, Seth, and I have come together for a while to get this ready. And so we just hope that you all, all the guys, come next week. We've got a couple going. We've got November 5th, I believe. That's probably the wrong date. But next Saturday for sure. We'll let you know. We want to develop godly, righteous leaders in our community, our families, of ourselves, and our church. Right, Henry? Awesome. All right, everybody already knows Aaron is going to come up and share about another ministry that has impacted his life over the last few years. I don't know why you guys are laughing. (laughs) I thought this was a serious day. Um, So probably uh, many of you guys have walked through those doors, I think, out there. So I remember when my wife and I first decided that we were going to come down and check out this church down here. Um, and I remember walking in and just being greeted with nothing but love and acceptance. And, and you just, when you walk in, you just feel at home and as part of the family here. And that's because of the ministry that we have here of ushers and greeters. We've got a great group of people who they just want to put a smile on their face on Sunday morning, shake your hand and help you to your seat. And, um, they're awesome at, at doing that. And it really doesn't take any special talent. It just takes us um, making it a choice to make somebody feel warm and fuzzy inside when they walk into church. And really, that that is more impactful, I think, than most of us realize when we come check out a new church. Um, so if, if you guys want to be one of those people that decides, I'm just going to smile and be intentful, um, and making somebody feel at home, come check us out um, in the ushers and greeters part of the fair. Awesome. Anybody here like to smile? <laughs> this guy. All right, yeah. If that's you, this is an opportunity for you to serve in a way that is, for the most part, behind the scenes, right? And, and you get to shake a hand. You get to make a difference by shaking a hand and maybe giving a hug, right? It's an impactful ministry, so we want to invite you guys to come be part of it. Thank you. Well done. So, um, Stephanie, I want to thank you for calling to my attention the importance of capturing the moments. Yeah. So um, here's one last bit of cowboy wisdom. This is for parents. What is this? A zebra. What? A zebra. That's a really silly babe. I love a zebra. Yeah, but your sister doesn't need to be a zebra, babe. But I love being zebras. Well, I want to thank you, Pastor Eric, for that video because it reminded me of a number of years ago when Tom and I led worship in another church. (laughs) Right, Tom? 
Right. <laughs> so it's genetic. Genetic. You look like a zebra. <laughs> oh, why, why did I invite you to come up here with me? <laughs> well, um, I feel so privileged to be able to lead women's Bible study in this church because we have just such a marvelous group of women, uh, such godly women, and they're so much fun to work with. But about every two weeks before a new Bible study, um, something happens to the air in this church. It kind of becomes electric. And the term I would use for that is excitement. Because all these little women are running around and they're saying, Oh, I'm so excited that Bible study is going to start soon. I can hardly wait. But, you know, I know the reason is because God has been drawing his girls back together again. He's, he's getting excited, too, and he's giving you that excitement. Because he wants to reveal himself to us in a new and a greater way through each Bible study. And this morning, just before church, I talked to a woman who had decided she wasn't coming because of circumstances in her home. But God spoke to her during Terry's sermon last Sunday and said, I want you at Bible study. So uh, open your ears. She's very sensitive to the Lord, but I know you can be too. So open your ears. Bible study with God has been wonderful. He has been taking us on a continual path of revealing himself in greater and greater intimacy with us. He wants us to spend more time with him. He wants, to know us, wants us to know everything we can know about him. He's teaching us his character and his ways, because when we learn his characters and his ways, we'll recognize when he's working in our lives. Um, he wants us to become more and more like him, and I see that happening with the women in our Bible study. And he wants us to follow hard after him. Um, um, another thing God wants us to do in, build is in women's Bible study is to build relationships with each other. And when we come together, that happens just beautifully and naturally. When we get into small groups together, we share a meal together. We share our lives with each other. We um, laugh a lot together, and we cry a little bit together. And we pray for each other because that's a safe place to do it. So I just want to tell you ladies that I see, I see so many ladies in this room that I haven't seen in Bible study. And I want to let you know that God wants you there and we want you there. So if you're already signed up, come to the um, fellowship room and get your, your study book and a small gift from us. And if you aren't signed up, please come and let some of these beautiful leaders in women's Bible study come and share with you and, and um, let you make your decision from then. Because God wants to lavish great love upon us, this, this Bible study and in the ones to come. So thank you so much, ladies. You know, Bible study was the first thing. This isn't my topic, but I'm going to go into it anyway. Bible study was the first thing I did at this church. And I'm um, slightly socially awkward. I'm not, like, super great at meeting new people. Ashley knows. Um, and you know what Bible study did for me is I felt, before I even attended this church, I did Bible study here. I was going to a different church. I was committed there, but I wanted to hang out with my mom. So I did Bible study. And it, it caused me to actually fall in love with the church and the community and the families. And I felt like it became home because I connected with other women in the area. And I think that what you said about God wants to lavish his love is dead on. 
because it just we create an environment where he is just able to pour out because we are ready to hear from him. So do it. Come. Don't miss out. Sorry. I didn't realize that we kind of have the same story, but you were the one that invited me and said, you should come to Bible study. And so that's how I started coming here. I was not attending a church at the time. I was, um, came to know the Lord at about seven years old, but had not had a church home. And I, the same thing, I fell in love with the community, the sense of community within this church. And that's something that I will always say every time, if you are looking for a sense of community, I grew up Southern Baptist. We did a lot of potlucks. You notice a common theme here, food, always. Um, But also people that would call you or take care of your family if something happened. And that's what we have here. If, If something's going on, it doesn't matter. Folks will call you. They'll say, hey, I haven't seen you this uh, in a couple of Sundays, everything okay? And that's important. We need that. So we're here to talk about women's events. I'm Rachel. Right? I'm Ashley. Uh, we actually like women as opposed to the person who didn't like children. <laughs> however, however, she really does love she does. children. She's really, you should share she does. with the kids. But we joke because we're not warm and fuzzy. We're, I mean, we, we're... Girls, but we get but. a little, but we get a little sappy when it comes to women's events, and uh, we started putting on events here uh, to continue to support that mission of growing the community, allowing women to grow in relationship with one another. Also, an opportunity for women to grow in their relationship with Jesus and knowing Him and having that firm foundation. And then finally, an opportunity for women to provide uh, avenues to invite friends and family who might not go to church or haven't been in a while to come in a, a really non confrontational, just easygoing environment. So, we have a couple of events that we do. We do a ladies' tea, which our events ladies, they did a fashion show. They support in that, that event planning group. We do maybe future events like simulcasts and that kind of thing. We also have an annual craft bazaar here that we started. Last year was the first year. And then one that we're going to be doing on October 7th through the 9th, which is our third annual retreat, which we're all really excited about. They're not annual. Biannual. Thank you. Well, I just want to. You're so scholastic. I don't want anybody thinking they missed out last year. That's right. It didn't happen last year. It's this year that it's happening. You knew she was going to do that, right, Beth? Yeah. (laughs) So that's the 7th through the 9th. And I just, if you have not come to retreat, there's lots of reasons why ladies say that they, it's not their scene. I said, I'm not a warm and fuzzy person. I mean, I love ladies, but I definitely am, uh, can tend to be a little bit, even though I come off as an extrovert, I sometimes am an introvert. Um, and every everyone's welcome at that event, and there really is a place for everyone. There's opportunities uh, to really know the Lord and learn more about Him, but also to learn more about yourself. And I love our ministry the best because although everyone else provides food, we actually include a place for you to sleep and then don't make you do the laundry after. Or cook your own meals or That's clean right, up. You right. just come eat, yes. sleep, and then somebody else does all the so work So if you're interested in attending or even serving in the ministry, we have a lot of ladies that after attending started to serve in ministry with us. Come see us at the booth and, um, you know, do we have food at ours? I don't know. Yeah, my mom made cookies for our booth. All right. <laughs> Homemade cookies, people. You heard it here first. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I get to go again, but it's not related to women. Thank you. I I get to stay up for just a minute because I have this really great honor of getting to talk to you about some of the local outreaches we do. So um, 
I'm going to say Rochester, but help me, I want to define that as a broader area. Because really, our community is bigger than the little township of Rochester. It includes Tenino, Centralia, Chehalis, Oakville, you know, up into Tumwater. Like, there, where we are is just, it's more than just Rochester. But in Rochester, there is some significant needs, including... Um, this fall, we're going we're gonna to do three big things this next year, and we're going to do them really, really well. What we're going to do as a church is um, a coat drive, which we did last year. We're going to do that again. We're going to do holiday food baskets, and the next summer, we're going to blow the community away again with another awesome VBS that we provide for free to the kids. The ministries that we do are really important, but really the heart behind it is so significant. What we do is we, as a church, put on the face of Jesus to the people around us. We're able to demonstrate love in a real practical, tangible way by meeting real needs that people have and just inviting them in and saying, we love you, Jesus loves you, no pressure. Just come on in. So the code drive, it, the way it's going to work is we're going to go into, I think, it's, I think there's stuff in there today. You can go in there and grab a tag and it says there's a sixth grade boy who needs a coat, here's his size. So you go to Costco, you go to JCPenney, you go wherever you go, you buy a coat, you bring it back, and then that family's going to come on a day of the week, Saturday in the future, and they're just going to come on campus, get a coat, get a hug. If they want prayer, we're going to pray for them. But really, we're just inviting them to say, you know, we're here, we love you, we understand that coats are sometimes expensive, and we're happy to help you. Our goal is to provide over 100 coats this year. Last year, we did 72. We want to do more than that this year. And we really just really want to say to people, Jesus is real. He really does answer prayers. He meets needs, and he cares about you. The holiday food basket, you'll see um, information at the booth out there also. It happens um, November. Families can come sign up on specific times. And then December, we, we provide a, a holiday meal for them. And it's not just um, a box of potatoes or a, a box of potatoes. I'm thinking, you know, the flake potatoes, <laughs> instant potatoes, and a turkey. We provide them a lot of food, including fresh food, because we just know that sometimes you just need a little extra pick-me-up at the holidays, and not everybody can do that. So we want to we provide meals to the community around us. And then VBS. Now, I love VBS. It's one of my favorite things that we do as a church because it's free. And <laughs> Last thing a parent of, like, six kids needs, which is, I don't have six kids, but, you know, like, if you had to pay for all your kids to go VBS and it costs you 30 bucks, that's just not realistic when you've got a whole bunch of them. These kids can come here. They can learn about Jesus. They can make friends. They can connect with people, and they're out of their parents' hair for five nights in a row in the middle of summer. I think that that just is so realistic that says, Jesus loves children, you know, so I really encourage you, you know, we need volunteers, we need signups, but we need the whole church to realize that this is part of our whole body. This is something we all do. And whether you're, you sign up for something or not, we want to pray for these ministries. We want to pray for the families that are going to be recipients. And we just really want to be a team about this, that this is, this is who we are. This is what we do. We love people. So that's my turn. So proud of you, Rachel. You are my favorite daughter <laughs> at, at this moment. So, <laughs> on this continent, anyway. <laughs> um, so, I, I, just, I just, you just got a snapshot at looking at leaders, department leaders. There are a whole bunch of other people in all of these different ministries that are as, as invested and involved in the success, and it's because they care about you. And I am so grateful for that group of people. And I just want us to thank them for what they do. Can we do that for a minute? All of them. 
Thank you. I want to, um, I'm going to wrap up here fairly quickly um, with a couple of things. One is I'm going to tell you that the children are going to be in class until 11.30, so you'll at least have five or ten minutes to go get cookies or cookies or cookies or <laughs> jerky, candy or something somewhere. Um, I, I do want to tell you, though, this scriptural truth. The Lord shaped you to serve. He did. Every single one of us. Psalm 139 tells us that the Lord knew us while we were inside of our mother's womb. And the word that's used to describe is literally can be translated while the Lord knitted us together in our mother's womb. Now, I don't know how to knit. I know there's a couple of long pointy things and you fiddle around knitting one and purling two. Is that right? (laughs) Some of you going, oh, that's cute, Terry. Stay out of this. It's not your area. Um, But there's a choice about how to put things together. And the Lord knitted you and me, and he knitted you, and he put into you areas of strengths. He put into you areas of weaknesses so that you couldn't boast. And he put things in you that he intended to help you walk through life, and he put things in in you because he intended you to help others walk through life. And if you don't exercise those gifts, you're not complete. You will never be as, as, as healthy, and as mature in life as you could be if you don't at some point serve his kingdom by caring for people. And uh, I, I just want you to know, any of you who feel like you've disqualified yourself from serving, um, you, you can go skip through the next scripture. I was going to put one up, Matthew 1. And it's, it's part of the genealogy. Remember I mentioned before, Jesus, um, between Abraham and Jesus, there was 42 generations, and Jehoshaphat was one of them. There was another one that I was going to point out to you. And I, I guess I'll point it out to you. Um, Boaz was a, a guy who was in that lineage. And um, Boaz was begot by Sa- a guy named Salmon and Rahab. Boaz's mom was Rahab. Rahab was a harlot. harlot. I'm not calling you harlots. I'm just saying the Lord can use everyone. Everyone. You're not disqualified from being used. So, so get yourself invested and... Um, I just want to encourage you in that. And, and as, um, as, as this was going on today, I know the Lord was speaking to, to um, leaders here, and one of them is someone who I completely trust. And, Lori, would you share with the church what you shared with me just a few minutes ago? So I'm Lori. I'm Eric's um, wife. And um, for so many years, since our kids, we have four boys. We're little guys. Um, we've been in ministry, and Eric's led worship for probably 26 years. And for those years when they were little guys, um, I was like, Lord, what's my ministry? What am I to do? And he told me, support my husband. Because without without my support, he couldn't do what the Lord had called him to do. So I know there's lots of you out there that you might have little kids or just the busyness of life. And you think, Lord, what do you have for me? You know, maybe it's your spouse. Maybe, Maybe it's a friend. Support them in their ministry because... It's so important. Without, without the support of others and your spouse, you know, things can't, it can't happen. And just to say, too, that um, now that I'm in a different season, my, my boys are all grown, and they're gifted musically as well. But now the Lord has laid on my heart things where I can serve and what I can do, too. Well done. Well said, Lori. Thank you very much. So... Um, 
I want to pray, and we'll just close, but I want to say a couple of things in prayer um, in, in closing. If you need prayer, there will be people up front who would love to pray with you for whatever your need is. And probably um, one last thing of real importance. If you have never, never, ever opened your heart to Jesus, if there's something going on in your soul where um, you think, I want to be right with God, I don't have a relationship with God, but um, I would like that too. I want to tell you there's a way to do that, and that is to just to call on the name of Jesus. Scripture says who all who call on the name of Jesus will be saved. And I won't preach that out right now except to say that that's available to you. And um, I'll pray with you, or these other people will pray with you, and you can receive Jesus as your Savior. Let me pray, now, and then encourage you. Don't just hang in here. Go talk to people and see what the Holy Spirit will say to you. Okay, And then next week, we'll be back into our regular series. I'm talking about bad advice. So next Sunday, if you want some bad advice, this is the place to come, right? Or something like that. I'm not quite sure. I don't know about that. Okay, so Lord, thank you, God, for the things you are stirring in the hearts of of people here. All of it, Lord, is is occurring because your spirit is, is stirring us. So we thank you, Lord, for that. And we thank you, Lord, for the way you care for us, your kids, in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, church, why don't you stand, let's declare praise to him, and then let's go out and figure out how we can do that, amen? Ready? Praise him.